Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, welcome to the show. It's so good to see so many familiar faces in the audience. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. We have a special show today. Today's guest is a close friend of mine in the space. Meeting him was by far one of the best things that happened from my interview with AJ Vaynerchuk nearly a year ago. An OGV friend, he is an avid collector and member of several Web3 communities while also building his own project called NF Daddies. He embodies the Web3 spirit, which is not said lightly after this past year. From putting others' interests before his own to staying humble and constantly wanting to learn and grow. He's a true leader in the space. From podcasting to networking, he's constantly building for those that are ready to listen. I'm honored to call him a friend and excited to learn from him tonight. Ron Jordan. What's going on, Ron? Thanks for joining the show, man. My absolute pleasure. My God, I can't believe I'm in the seat. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we were just talking about it in the pre-show. It was about a year ago you had asked uh, me to come on your show. I think that may have been the first podcast anyone had asked me to to actually be interviewed, and I had a lot of fun. I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, you saw a lot of value in me back then, which just uh, kind of kept my grind going doing this show. So I don't think you realize how much of an impact you've had on me. I really appreciate you, brother. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll tell you what, whenever we did get to sit down, I did. I took like two pages of notes because like I had no idea about the financial side of all of what like we're into here. And that's sort of where you came from in, in a roundabout sort of way. So I was like, I was lapping it up. I'm such a sponge around that. So I appreciate you just the same. I love, that's why this is why the show was started, man. That's what I love. It, Web3 is so cool because um because it finally brought the culture to to the blockchain, which is such a which is uh I I don't say that lightly because when you just have a bunch of uh people that are looking into crypto and just thinking about the the monetary, the financial literacy part of it, the uh the aspect of how it can like revolution and revolutionize money and sound money i mean that's great but there's a lot of people that just uh because financial literacy is not taught in schools a lot of people don't even realize uh that aspect of it and so because of nfts we see this whole new crowd that came into the space and it was so cool to see people learning more about you know about sound money now it's it you can't ignore it because inflation is so high but even back then i mean that's before it really started taking off uh and people were able to start learning about like the importance of this and now it all comes together now that we see uh fed right raising interest rates and uh inflation still taking off and it's just like a whole new world uh that we live in and for those that got into web3 early on it's like oh wow i was able to learn um not only about nfts but also about like sound money so it was it was a pleasure to do that uh conversation i I really enjoyed it i want to turn it back to you though before we get started i want to hear and just for those that aren't uh, aware of how you started in the space i kind of alluded i i believe v friends was kind of your entrance um because of gary v but tell us a little bit about your journey into the web3 space and and when that conviction moment happened because you know you know i love the conviction story Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my journey really starts a little bit before V friends. I got, I got very interested when I started hearing about web three and it was from Gary and it was through like an Instagram post or something like that. So it got me interested. And at the same sort of time frame, I was also given an invite to clubhouse, which I thought was like the biggest deal ever that I got an invite to clubhouse early on. So those of you who don't know, like the, like the beta version, you had to be invite only. And I ended up getting an invite. I, I remember, I think we were at TJ Maxx, uh, Alyssa and I, and it was like, I was like, holy shit, I got one. I got one. So I get onto this stuff and like, I start chatting and then I come across Farouk and Steve Aoki and they were launching Steve Aoki's project 
I can't remember what it was called. Um, but it was at that point where I was like, okay, I kind of understand the application. Gary's still talking about music and access. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, these, these pictures are representatives. They're like receipts for something that you're going to get later. So I'm like, okay, I can get down with that. I, I get it. Fast forward, that was like February, March area of 2020. Or was it 21? I think it was 21. Yeah. And um, fast forward a couple months and, and V friends is still being, still being talked about. Like Gary's still pounding the pounding us with, you know, make sure you have 0.5 ETH in your wallet, this, that, and the other. And at that point, like I just wasn't in a financial place to even like, I had no business investing that month. I was in and out on the idea probably three different times. And we talked about it like just as a family. And I was like, you know, I think, I think this could be something. And then I would like back off of it. I just didn't have that conviction yet. And we kept going back and forth about like why I would, why we should do this. So I just started devouring information about NFTs and blockchain and the Bitcoin white paper and, and just really trying to understand what was actually happening here. And once I sort of understood the mechanics of it all, once I understand stood Etherscan and at that point it was like um, Crypto Slam was another one that I was using. Like those tools, like once I started looking at them and understanding kind of what was being traded, why it was being traded, what these NFTs actually signify, which is just it, in its simplest term, it's a receipt for either something you purchased or you're going to get. Um, and, and that to me was like that conviction moment where I was like, oh, so now you can't scalp stuff. Now you can't have like black market stuff that's fake, but people think it's real. Okay. I can get down with that. I get that because earlier that uh, earlier, I think it was earlier that year or I can't remember when it was, but I had purchased MLB baseball tickets. And the only way that I could actually get my tickets was through a digital app. Like it was on my phone. So I'm like knowing that and then knowing NFTs, I'm like, this, this all makes a lot of sense from just, even if it's just the application of ticketing, that's a multi-billion dollar company. I mean, that's a multi-billion dollar industry. So just anything else from there was going to be something. And I could see the opportunity for growth. Not many people were talking about it. Um, so at that point, I, I told Alyssa, I was like, hey, I'm putting, I'm, I'm getting the Coinbase account. I'm, I'm making this happen. So we set everything up. I'm sweating bullets the entire time, like setting up all my banking information into Coinbase. And I like, cause it's all new. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was like whenever I was inputting credit cards in, and this is so bad, but like your credit card information. And we were thinking back on the first time that I actually did that um, was 20 years ago. Like 20 years ago, I was buying stuff on the internet and fast forward to today. Like this is like kind of jumping forward in the story, but I'm like, holy shit, all of that, all of that technology has increased. But yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the I'm going to do the Coinbase stuff and I'm going to get this Ethereum and I'm going to figure this out. So we did it. And, um, I ended up buying, I tried to buy a carrying camel V friend and I had lost, I had lost the, uh, the auction because like I didn't understand gas fully. So I lost it, but I kept clicking the button to, um, to buy it. And I was like, why the F isn't anything happening? Like, I don't, what, what is going on? Luckily, the V friends did set up a really good support system at the very beginning. Like, from the jump street, they had people in there like, hey, if you need help with this, go to this person. And it was like, it was a whole run up to the, to the launch, which I am so appreciative of because earlier that day, I, I had messaged some of the mods and I was like, hey, I just wanted to you know, just check in just to make sure this is the process to go through before I start going and doing this stuff because I want to make sure I do it right. So I already had ticket a ticket open, just like in the offshoot that I'm not going to make it happen. Anyhow, 
I end up going, I'm clicking, clicking, clicking. Obviously, that's not what you're supposed to do. I'm like running transactions knowing now every single time I click. I had like 27 transactions that were pending. Luckily, I got into the mods. They were able to help me out. They taught, they like walked me through how to cancel all of those um, all of those transactions before they went through. Luckily, it was very busy that day and my gas was really low. So I was able to save most of my Ethereum, which I, I didn't have after that. I didn't have enough. So I had to sink more in and I went and I'm like the next day. So this is day two on Friends. I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I set the gas right. Everything's good. Well, gas shoots way, way up and I'm st- I bought it and then it said like insufficient funds. So I like, I jimmied the gas to be exactly like literally exactly what I needed after the transaction. I had like eight cents left in my account. I, I like did it totally to the bare bones and I ended up buying a turn tick. <laughs> it was, it was a glorious time. I like, I, I broke down into freaking tears. It was so weird. Like how excited I was that I was able to make it happen. Um, and then I was like, all right, we're in. Now what? <laughs> I, I love this. I mean, it's it's like you telling that story takes me back to the, those days because one thing that I remember very vividly is uh, when VFriends launched, a majority of the people that really joined the VFriends community, like VFriends was getting shit on by a lot of like crypto native and NFT people. Not a lot of people um, were buying into it. And and then a lot of new people because it was all these people that followed Gary V and uh, were listening to kind of him explaining. And like you said, like the support network was there to help you understand it. Because I mean, I, I remember this was before I even got into uh, NFTs, but just when crypt- I was trying to learn about decentralized wallets and it freaked me the fuck out when I was uh, trying to download MetaMask and this little fox was following my cursor everywhere. I was like, this is not something I'm going to trust. Like, why is this little fox following around my cursor? Like, I don't know what this is, but this doesn't seem cool. So, I, I right. it definitely paused. Um, but it, we forget those moments where it's like that onboarding moment where it's like, okay, this is like, this is safe or this is where I need to go. And you need the right community to really stand up and help you out. And Gary V really did create that with V friends and onboarded so many new people. What I am curious about, because I wasn't in, I mean, I I wasn't in that community. I actually was waiting. I was like, okay, this is going to, I'll mint, I'm not going to mint one because it's not going to sell out. And then sure enough, like a week later, it sold out and it started, the floor started yeah. rocketing. And I, I, I remember thinking like, wow, this is insane. I can't believe this project just sold like all of this. And, and now, um, um, and then, like looking back at the people that were just fudding and talking bad about uh, V friends, and just you know that community didn't care. It was just a lot of new people, really excited, wanting to learn. What was it like um, those early days? Because V friend community is different. When we, when I look at a lot of Web three early communities, and and these are communities that were uh, a lot of people that were already kind of investing in NFTs or trying to make flips, and, and even Board Apes reminded me of this. It's one of the reasons I sold all my Board Apes is because like there's always this promise of community and uh and when you get into an ecosystem it's like if you ask the wrong questions or you feel like you're pestering someone it's like that's not the vibe that you want to feel you obviously want to feel like important validated i mean that's why you buy the thing that you're buying anyways especially in early days of these like web3 communities I'm curious what it was like being in like V friends early on when no one really knew what the F they were doing and where everyone was just trying to learn because it seems like that community became really close knit and, and you still have probably really close friends from those early days in the V friend community. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think for some reason that his message, like Gary's message itself seems to attract educators and, like there's a there's a lot of teachers, salespeople, uh, salespeople especially. Like there there's some of the like whenever you look at a salesperson, because I am one. If they're educating their customers, they're they're likely going to win a lot of business. Like they're going to be able to be a value of of them. And I think that his message, just like the entrepreneurial stuff, 
it attracts people like that. And they're able to dive out, kind of be on, on the fringe of things. So they're used to sort of figuring it out, trial by error. And, and they like to then help others. And all of the pillars of like the message of, of like be friends is that, you know, like being kind and being helpful and, and making sure that you're like, if you mentality and like, we all, we all just bonded over that. Honestly, like we would sit in clubhouse rooms in those early days before Twitter spaces. And, and we would literally, we came together every Thursday night and did NFT giveaways. Like there were, I think there were bored apes given away at some point. Like it was nuts. Like we would get, we called it a family reunion. Like that's how tight knit we got quick. Um, and then so that's the early days. Yeah. And then you just add VCon on top of it. It's a, it's a good, it's a good blueprint. If you're like trying to really create a community, it's, it's diverse, it's global. Um, and then you, you topple a, a, a conference on top of that. So you get in real life events. It's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I think uh, Gary definitely did a great job of of launching that and pulling um, a lot of his community that had followed him on Twitter and through all of his social media platforms into VFriends and obviously right. provided a lot of value back. Um, one thing that I love that you do, and I want to talk about all these elements because, it, like you said, I, I see a lot of people that were in VFriends that maybe were brand new to Web3, crypto, the blockchain, everything. Uh, back in early 2021 or mid 2021. And now uh, we see a lot of them that have built their own projects that uh, maybe found their co-founders or, or found other people that they're working with through the VFriends community. Um, have you, what have you noticed about the type of people that have gone uh, and are still around in the VFriends community? Because I'm sure it's kind of shrunk through the bear market or obviously the price has fluctuated so much that's like, like there's, there's obviously like ebb and flow, but it seems like, like there's a strong core community that still is there or have found other communities um, like yourself. Like you support so many Web3 communities that you've gotten close with. Um, what it, what has it been like that journey of like meeting people and then like seeing them grow and do their own thing and basically start from nothing just like you and just like build a platform for themselves? Is there like any uh, people that stand out from the V Friends community that you're like, wow, I saw them when like they had no followers and now it's like oh, they're yeah, absolutely. I mean, my wife, for example, like she is she came in brand new, fresh and and like look, she's she's got more followers than I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, um, just seeing, seeing her flourish in the space has been a lot of fun for us as a family. Um, that's, that was like the, the big thing for me is if I was going to be in this, I, I had to have my ride or die with me. So like now that she's come on and like really, really dug in and has become a, a very big focal point, um, uh, for, for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So her, especially I, I would say, um, but yeah, we've both been riding this wave of almost, it came in and there was a, there was a ton of people, there was a ton of buzz and all this and a lot of promises and blah, blah, blah. But once like all the dust settled and, and like you found out who you really vibed with and you got your core group. Cause like, that was the thing that I was unexpectedly, um, happy that happened was like you get this huge huge group and then it distills down and then you get like this medium-sized group and then that distills down and then like that core circle then becomes a really really fun group to be around where and we were all brought together like we've never we never met each other at that point um and this is like even up to vcon so like i think that was the cool part is once you got like down to that that smaller circle when you really got um into that with them and then that was the cool part for me and i and kind of riding it through all of that has been it's like um it's like in martial arts we always talk about because i'm an instructor in krav maga and i do jujitsu and like when you roll with somebody and you spar somebody there's a there's like you've gone through some shit together so now there's this different bond that you that you have and I think that's why like those clubhouses and the Twitter spaces that we all do, like, I think they're all really important because having those shared experiences 
Um, they really matter to the overall community itself, uh, good and bad. And that's where I think like it's been fun to be with the V friends because they're ha- it's like it's so hyped. It was so hyped back then and um, sort of the underdog that that we were in the space and like that's Gary's whole thing. So it was um, it was like being on a sports team all over again for me. Like it was it was fun. It was exciting. Um, and I, I think everybody can agree that we all had freaking blast with these giveaways and just hanging out with each other. And then, like I said, going in VCon was, was pretty wild. So, but yeah, so, um, as far as like name dropping, there's, there's a ton of people that I could, I could shout out and there's a bunch in the crowd, um, you know, with Holly and, and Celia, um, Castor, Julie Sue for sure. Like she's put me on the map a bunch of times at, at events, um, like speaking and, and shit like that. Like that, that's been a insane part of my life that I, I just, I saw happening at some point, but man, whenever it did happen, I'm like, damn, I'm like actually doing this. You know, <laughs> I gotta get, I gotta give you some flowers too, because one thing that I really appreciate about you is you, you had come to, uh, the crazy about crypto show and just were listening in and you, uh, a lot of all of the people that you named, like you said, in the audience are all building amazing things. And, and, um, many of them had found, the Crazy Carl Collective and and the Crazy About Crypto Show podcast, all of that from uh, from you talking about it, and I really appreciated that. I mean, I felt like I got to know so many more people, and so many people joined the collective because uh, because you talked about it. And I think the power of networking is so important. We talk about it a lot on the show, but like helping elevate others, and you had definitely helped elevate this show and the Carls um, by just spreading the word and telling people about like the the core values and. Beliefs beliefs and uh we just have some amazing people that are carls because of you and and i really appreciated that um that's like takes a lot of selflessness and that's like what web3 really is about and i'm curious um yeah i mean you have a podcast and you have uh, a project and and what 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 is it that allows you and and that selfless nature is really important and but for a lot of people that's really hard so i'm curious if you could give any advice and or or the motivation behind that you know, you, it's so difficult to, to like literally expect nothing. And at the same time, when you can like, when you let go of expectations of, of somebody returning the favor, not the expectation of that person, but them returning the favor to you that you just say, I just want to do this because I want to see, like when you see initiative in somebody and you see these values that align with who you are at your core, you want to be able to help them. Like you need to amplify those voices. Like, why would I just go and and like these tweets because they're popular, like with this other project? Like, nah, I, I like to stay, I like to stay in the lanes that, that like truly resonate with me. And once I heard your show and the, the education that you were giving, the, the positivity, the affirmation, like all of the stuff that was vibing with me, I was like, dude, this, this guy got it. He gets it. And, and ever since then, like I was a devout listener. I loved it. I loved the show. I called it lunch with legends, like all the time because it was during lunchtime. So it was super convenient for me. Like I wouldn't be where I'm at with NF daddies or anything with my podcast. If it weren't for your show, like for real. It means a lot, man, and and I mean that's that's why I started. And of course, it up. I'm going to tell my friends about it because <laughs> it's I it's just make crazy. Sure that they're in hearing hearing those. Af- I mean, I don't think you realize how much that means. I mean, I I, I think one thing that uh, I think a lot about is like I as you know, I was a teacher for 12 years. I didn't have connection. I didn't have like a social media platform before. Um, I just kind of was like a lone island investing in crypto and reading. Uh, as you know, and like you you back before 2020, like if you weren't an engineer uh, or had some sort of computer science background, it was really hard. Like if you weren't a dev and could help build like these, like on the blockchain, building stuff on the blockchain, it was just really hard to do anything. And it was really demoralizing. And so I've got to tell you back in the day when we started the show and you know, we, you, you were there um, because AJ was like in the first month of my show. Uh, and there, there, sometimes there weren't very many people at all in the audience, but it didn't really matter. It's like people like you that kept, 
kept me going and uh, part of the reason that the Carls are even here today. So I, I really do appreciate that. And uh, I think you that's hear that, a, Carls, you hear that? It's Ron. So Ron is really it, the reason we're all here. Yeah. So if you have any robots that <laughs> you'd like to, you know, congratulate me with, you just let me know. DMs That's are right. Open. The the bot army is taking over. It's it's insane how many bots you have. Um, uh, you've you've got like half of the bots, I think, at this point. Not yet. Not yet. You're getting there though. And I'm bots, not a market maker. The yet. the bots are hard to come by too. They they look so good. Um, okay, I want to I want to ask you um, because you do so many things. You built NF Daddies. You have the podcast. Um, you're an avid runner and do jujitsu. You do your, your schedule is just insane. Like you just constantly busy is out of all the things that you do. I mean, for me alone, uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of difficulty, like, and I've talked to you a little bit about this before, but like organizing my schedule. And I know you are big about like making sure you have things on the calendar, but, um, how did you kind of, obviously you've started and you find passions and then you keep them and you keep adding on to that. Uh, tell me a little bit about like your journey into all these different things. Uh, was web three, the cause of any of these like activities that you do now, obviously NF daddies wouldn't be here without web three, but, uh, I'm curious just like for people that are out there that are like, I don't know how to get started. You, you were just like, fuck it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to go after it anyways. And I love that about you. If you could, if you could just, uh, share a little advice for anyone else that wants to try to build or do anything, what are some of the, what are some of the things that you learned? What are some of the passions that you found um, by like exploring some of these different hobbies that you've taken on since joining the space? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Web3 really didn't drive the whole fitness journey. I was I was pretty well on that um, coming into Web3. I, so just a backstory, you can, we can get into this at another date because it's a long story, but I used to be 300 pounds. I was very sedentary. I was, I was drinking a lot. I was chewing tobacco and not really doing too much of anything. And, um, I I needed to change my life. And that really threw me down a journey of, of weight loss and getting fit and eating keto. I mean, I was like, I was relentless on this thing, on this journey. And it was really because I got some bad blood work back and it was like, okay, well, you're 30 years old, my guy. Um, what's what's the plan here? Because you really love your family and all that. So, like, what's going on? And it was at a time, too, where, like, I had just lost my mom. I lost my stepmom. And there was a lot of shit going on. And, you know, it, I, got, I got depressed, I think. And it was just a rough patch for me. Even though, like, I had everything, it was I was just not doing the things that I knew I was capable of. And, and that just threw me into this whole different mindset. I started like my whole media diet change. You guys will hear me talk about media diet. Like I was full into like all positivity stuff, not even positivity, just like motivational shit. Like David Goggins, Jocko Willink, uh, Rogan, all those all those people. Courtney Doe Walters, another one. Um and I just started devouring that stuff. And I started couch to 5k. I started Krav Maga. Um, and I needed to, I needed to go like extreme that way because I needed to make a severe change. And that, what that taught me was I am capable. Like I am worth the effort. I'm, I'm okay. Like, like I'm, I'm worth that, that piece of my life. You know what I'm saying? So like, once I got that in my head and I came up with this little thing is called no plan B. Like once I say I'm going to do it, like that's my whole thing. Like when you say you're going to do something, you do it, you follow up, you follow through. And, and if you can do those things and show up for yourself, shit happens for you, to you, by you. And that, that showed me that I'm capable of doing that. Like very capable of doing that. So then it was like, well, how far can you go? How much can you do? How many times can you put yourself into vulnerable situations and come out, come out swinging? Like, get up, get up. It, there's 10 rounds of this shit. Let's go. Like, you're not done yet. Like, that's, those types of things are running through my head all the time. Whenever I like, I, I feel sorry about myself and I'm, I'm feeling whatever. I go back to those times where it was like, no, dude, you're the guy who did that too. Like, you're the guy who lost 300 pounds. You're the guy who did a 50 mile. You're the guy who ran 83 and a half miles 
in 24 hours. Like you are that guy too. You're the one who started this business. You like, you're a great dad. You're a great husband. Like those types of things are what keep me going in those, in like those times where you're like, ah, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to put myself out there like that. But on the other side of all of those trials and tribulations, what comes out is, is definitely better than when you started because now you have new experiences, you have new lessons and you have new capabilities. Like you get new tools and what made my hands sweat and like just opening a, 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 like a MetaMask wallet and all that stuff. Like after you do it, you put yourself in those situations, you do it and you're like, Oh, it's really not that bad when you take all the emotion out of it and you come at it just with the facts and you, and you just really break it down with just the facts and you start small and you build off of that. Um, I, I think that that's really where people, they end up biting way more than they can chew and then they get frustrated, but then they won't set small goals because, well, that, of course I'm going to accomplish that. But it's with those ones that you know you're going to accomplish. It's showing up for that thing every single day that will really show you how dedicated you can be to something if you care enough about it. Um, and and that's, that's like been my big, big thing. Like that just showing up whenever you say you're going to show up. And that is definitely to the mirror just as much as it is to everybody around you. It's powerful stuff. I mean, one thing that I know, uh, and I, I'm uh, inspired by you a lot of times by by watching the the posts you do, by seeing how you go about the space, because I know, I, I just see like the words that you speak, you really live by. And I, I don't think that's always the case um, with people in the space. And I think it's important, like like you said, if you say something, you need to mean it. Another thing you said that I think is important, I want to uh, kind of deep dive a little deeper down is it, it, if you fall or if you if you fall on your face, like you've got to get back up and keep going, try again. Um, and that's, I think, one of the hardest things in the space, in this space specifically, because it's so cutthroat, it's so noisy, it's so easy to give up. Um what what are yeah, some you're of, definitely going to get punched in the face yeah like, you're, yeah several you're in times the fight. right you're in the fight you, <laughs> what a, if if is there any moment or any few moments that you you just were like you you were you were down pretty hard anything that was really challenging um whether it was whether it was the podcast or whether it was uh nf daddies it was, or it was the beginning of this year hands down 100 percent. schmooper will tell you I, it was, it was like, I think it might've been February of, of 2022, like still this year, but early this year. And I, I like totally, I broke down. I was like on my hands and knees. I'm like, I don't, I was just so overwhelmed. We were launching projects. We had just started the NF daddies, like as an LLC, like we had all this business stuff going on. I still got my, my day business that I'm doing. I'm like, and the podcast was popping and like, I'm like, holy shit, I got, I got very overwhelmed. And it was like, it, she cut right through it. And I said, cause I'm like, what do I do? What, what am I going to do? And she goes, well, you got to write it out. You just gotta, you gotta figure it out. You gotta write it out and, and get the facts, like what's going on. And I'm like, okay, let me write it out. So I went in, I wrote it all out. And, and we figured it out. But it was at that time where I was like, oh, oh, I need lists. I need schedule. I need, I need to put guide rails up for myself because I'm an asshole. Like, I, I will just like, you guys know, like when you get onto something, you get a trail. I'm a bloodhound, man. I will just stay on that trail if I don't have somebody pulling my leash back. And I need guide rails and I need predetermined guide rails. Like I need to make sure that my schedule is my schedule. And when it's, when it's daytime stuff, I'm doing a daytime list. When it's NF daddy's time, I'm doing NF daddy list. When it's my time, I'm doing my list. I'm, I'm very regimented. You'll notice like I'm never on Twitter before 9am. Like I do a whole morning thing. I'm never on, um, during the day. Like I have certain times that I'll, 
I'll schedule tweets to go out. I will, I will use all of those tools. Um, but I am very much like, and this is how I've built a successful sales business too, is you have to schedule things. Talking about shit is one thing, but really nailing down next steps and putting it on the schedule and following up because people forget about you immediately. As soon as you hang up the phone, they're onto something else. And you need to get in front of them three to four to five different times before they even think about you the next time they want that thing. And I think that people fail to realize like how hard sales are. Like you need to show up all the time the same way. And um, yeah, it's just like, oh, but that's what I needed. Like that was a time in my life where I was like, holy shit. It, it was like I was in a vortex. There's just stuff just shooting by me a hundred miles an hour and putting up those guide rails and really talking with Alyssa about it and, and writing it down in this journal. And now I'm pretty set on this schedule. I do quarterly audits on myself and it sounds so like rigid. I'm not this rigid, but it helps me because like you said, Carl is I pick up a lot of stuff. Like I pick up these only so many hours in a day and you got to figure out what's really serving you and your, your ultimate purpose. These are like huge air quotes, but once you find like what you're about, the things that you're about become more narrow too. Just like that V friends community. Like I was talking about, like you got this big macro, but then the micro is where like the sauce is. And that's, that's really what my schedule is, is simmered down to now. It's like this really good sauce. I love this. It's, uh, I mean, like I told you, and you know this, I, this is, uh, we've been in different groups where we've talked about this, but just like, I, I, I'm very inspired by the way that you go about your business. And um, I think there's a lot that a lot of people can learn uh, because you, you're a living testament of like what it looks like and that growth mindset, which I know is really important, um, but you live it. And I think it's important for others to kind of see it and, and you put it on your timeline. I mean, if you don't follow Ron, I mean, I definitely just click right now and follow him because it, he, it's an inspiration. It, it helps. Uh, it'll help your drive. Um, one I thing, your reminder. Yeah. One, th- one thing that <laughs> I, one thing that I love too is, you know, uh, I, I want to jump into web three a little more, um, beyond just like your journey, but you talked a lot about, um, just like support networks and community. And and I think one thing you have, like obviously your wife is a huge support network. She's in the space. She knows what's going on. She can support you. One thing that's hard is you, we see a lot of people that are like, don't have that support family uh, or don't have someone at home. So then they, they have to go to, you know, the community, the web three community, and they're trying to find support. But um, there's so many toxic communities, especially over the last seven to eight months, because like things have, have turned to shit we're in a bear market and i think like you've you mentioned this a little bit earlier about the importance of of kind of like as you get involved in communities you may like see these communities get a little smaller but you want to always find the ones and like continue building in the ones that continue to help you grow and and keep your mind right and i mean that's one thing i love about the collective or any of the nft communities that i join is like i want i want communities that are like supporting each other that are positive what, what I want to uh, ask you though specifically about like the uh, the opposite side of that though like Web three in the last year has been a challenge and there's a lot of people that have left um, people that are still here have probably grown stronger but have also been through a lot of tough times what is your general take on like where we are right now in Web three um, that what we've gone through in the last seven eight months what what is um, what are your thoughts on like you know, you've been through a bull now and now you've like been living through a little bit of a pullback and a bear, uh, for the first time. Um, and I'm curious what, what have been your thoughts? What are some of your takeaways of like where web three is, what needs to be changed for us to get back on like a trajectory that we can really start, um, seeing a lot of growth again? Yeah, I think where we're at right now is the R and D phase of the aftermath of the PFP and that new use case of the blockchain. And I think you'll see a new bull run when we come out with some innovative technology. Um, What you saw was a use case that completely blew up. It was social. Um, So it hit on social social networks. Uh, I think it hit this like really cool cultural piece. 
And I think there needs to be something like that to come out again uh, for us to really see a, a good bull run or some other use case that we're not, we're not, um, you know, we're, we're not even thinking of right now. I, I think that that's, that's what made the bull run in the first place was the new use case. And I think once we see more innovation like that come out, um, I think you see another one, but where it's at, at the moment, I love it because the people that are here, actually, they want to be here for the reasons I think for the most part, for the reasons like of building something for the future, that's transparent, immutable, all the buzzwords about the blockchain, because they're tired of getting screwed over um, by either their governments or their employers or Ticketmaster, <laughs> like they're tired of it, and and I think that you're seeing this kind of worldwide. We're sick of this, sick of the old regime. Yeah, no, and I love that. I think you're right. Like we have a lot of builders that are left, or like people that are wanting to do more in the space. Um, even if you're just a community member, like you're networking, you're finding people that you um, can kind of grow with in the space during like this bear market. It's so cool to see like a room, like during these shows and, and I love, I'm not doing it three days a week anymore because it, it kind of burned, burned me out, especially with family and now a new little one. It's like one day a week though, it just feels good to be back and see people's faces and, and be talking and learning together. Um, because you see like in web three, one thing that was really true about all of these PFP, I agree that's what brought a lot of um, people to the space. But I think a lot of people like were obviously interested in the financial aspect of it. They wanted to get in. They wanted to make money. When that wasn't happening, they were just like, F this space. Like, this is not. Like, what is this? Like, I thought I was going to make money really fast. And that's not really the case. Um but that's what yeah, you see, I, right? Like you see that because all the influencers are acting like right. talking about their success, and then you just feel like this sense of like desperation. I think it's really sad. Like it's something that has has really plagued the space because we've like turned away a lot of people. I think that because we're not educating. It's not like these shows. It's like you get on and you're hyping it up, talking about the market, talk about. And I even had NFT Nick on the show who does you know the daily show, the morning show. And he talked mm -hmm. about the reason he does a show like that is because it's what gets the clicks. Um, but uh, sometimes what gets the clicks isn't what's best for the mind or what's best for learning. Or what's best for the space in general. Like I think that even prices right now are pretty hyperinflated um, for what we're actually getting out of a lot of these tokens. So like I think there's still some room to, to go down on them. Um, I just – whenever you look at utilization, you look at – transactions during a day and who's actually using the transactions and what they're being done for and like following along with that stuff like it's i don't know i think that people get a misinterpretation of what what's really being built here like this it's a whole entire system that's counterintuitive to the existing system that's out there like that has been in in operation for over a decade like not even a not a decade, like a century of sorts, like with the modern money system. And, and like to overturn that is basically what we're trying to do with the blockchain. Like you're trying to decentralize it and make it a, a store of value. And like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of companies out there that don't want you to do that. So I don't know. It's like this weird spot where I'm, I'm of it for like this kind of humanitarian aspect where I think the transparency can really assist a lot of, of companies, a lot of governments. Um, it can it can like get away from their current fiat standard and like get on a different credit rating and and like be able to actually participate in the global global economies. And I don't know. There's just like I look at it from a lot of different angles, and I think like these where you're going to see the blockchain really flourish is in these developing countries where like there's infrastructure there, but just they can't play in the, this world ecosystem. And I think those are the the areas that you see more boom. It's like the United States and, and these developed countries. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that's like where, where the sauce is. I mean, have you seen, you noticed Jack Dorsey, he spends a lot of his time in Africa and he's like a huge Bitcoin advocate helping build infrastructure well, out there. You talk about, you see in a, a lot of these a lot of these big names in the space, man, they're, they're spending a lot of time in, in Africa. 
Um, there's a couple of places. I think Mongolia is another one. Like there's a lot of places that have a large adoption rate and, uh, it's not the United States in, in the developed country. So those are where I see the spots for innovation to happen. And, um, and just all of that. I think that's where it's at. Like the brick countries of, of what I learned in my MBA school, Yeah, <laughs> like th- those countries. Yeah. Yeah, I love. It. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And, and when you actually dive down the rabbit hole of like where um, a lot—that's one thing that I love. Uh, and we're going to go off script here, but because of what you're, we're talking about this. But uh, some of these um, tech billionaires that grew up and and built the infrastructure of the web. This moment, uh, this this come to age moment where you're like, what am I doing? And they're like, well, we're building these like things that are really not good for. With he's like putting all of his apples, trying to like build digital infrastructure for just like incorporating. And, and a lot of his investors are not happy about. It, but it's almost like they're just like, wow. Uh, you see it with Elon Musk, like every everywhere he puts a lot of money is because he sees something that he wants to fix at this point. Um, what are your thoughts on like we're we're obviously going to more of a digital world? Uh, do you think? Do you see that? Do you see like a world where we're able to uh, that it can actually? I talked about it last week with Adam a little bit, but do you see? Do you see this as if we're going more digital that it can actually be a benefit and it doesn't have to necessarily be a, a bad thing? But we just need to oh, kind yeah. of change our course because otherwise we're going to end up in like well, a slippery slope. I'm kind of in a unique situation too, because I actually sell smart city systems to municipalities and in large cities where they're totally connecting everything and they're using it through these smart city nodes on top of led fixtures. And we're talking like I'm able to communicate with your electric meter, your water meter, parking systems, emergency vehicles, your local universities, um, traffic cameras. We, we set up a traffic camera in a local, um, local municipality when the police officers say, Hey, we're looking for a red truck. Okay. So we type in red truck, every single red truck that comes in and out of their borough limits is flagged. And that's all connected through these systems that is digitally done through a fiber network. And that's just the start of this stuff. I've been talking to them about like different blockchain technologies and like some of them are even using old, um, old generation facilities to mine Bitcoin. Like they've taken them offline and then reintroduced them because there's financial, um, gain happening because of those, um, because of the digital currency. Um, there we're having to upgrade a bunch of systems because of crypto miners that are out on these like these long stretches of, of utility conductor. Um, so we're having to upgrade transformers and everything because these people are out in the boonies mining Bitcoin. And it's, it's like huge operations. We're talking like multiple mobile homes full of Bitcoin miners. Um, and like, so I'm on the energy side as well. And that's why I really enjoy having a stance in web three with NF daddies as well as, my daytime, which is where I, I sell electrical equipment to all of these utilities around um, my tri-state area. And we are heavy in the digital. Like I'm putting QR codes on LED fixtures. So all they have to do as alignment is scan it and it automatically loads in their system and then bills the customer. There's, there's so much that can be done with the blockchain with all of that, that they're not even like, they're not even thinking about yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I've been listening to a lot of Elon uh, interviews lately because everyone. I mean, he just gets such a bad rep. Uh, it, but then when you listen to him, you're like, man, this guy really is a genius. Like he just doesn't give a f what anyone thinks about him. Um, and 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 he just, you know, he talks a lot about um, the the way the world is going. But he also talks about like one of the biggest flaws of uh, that tech is like they. Everyone, as as humans, like our processing speed, as he puts it, is just so slow that you That's know the problem with it, us, right? Yeah, we're just so <laughs> naive and ignorant and uh, overconfident or overzealous of of like our potential. That uh, I was listening to him and Jack Ma have a, have like a debate, and it was just like fascinating because it, he's just like the way that the world is going to be 
in 10 to 20 years, like a lot of people that are building like infrastructure, just they don't even realize that the things that they're now and like the X also, obviously the exponential curve um, that aligns with tech and like how we're getting closer and closer. And you see it now, like robotics is in the headlines. AI is in the headlines, like all of these processing things. The only thing that, that needs to be figured out is like, and like we just need to figure out how to make energy more efficient. And uh, there's obviously going to hopefully be breakthroughs, um, but like life should be more simple. And, and almost all the billionaires agree, like a four to five hour work week would be great um, because then you like, get back to being human and like being able to be with your family or being able to like be around people that are important. And that's what I think is so important is like realizing that if we can get tech to be, um, be able to help humans, like be able to live a happier life, then obviously it's great. Uh, but we, we've got to turn some things around, like the algorithms got out of control and it's cool to see that several of these, like these guys that started these huge companies are like, wow, we need to like take a step back and, and you know, like they, they have all the money in the world. So money doesn't matter. And they're able to be like, all right, well, what, what really matters then? And you see them making the changes. And it's just kind of cool. Like, I feel like we're at, we're at this paradox right now. Like there's like this crossroads, if you will, um, and the next like three to four years is really going to make a huge difference. And it's cool to see all the people that are like getting back on the right track. Um, all right. If you have a question or if you want to shout out Ron, because he's just so awesome or give him flowers, uh, hit that request button. We're going to bring some people up on stage in a little bit, but before we do that, I wanted to just ha uh, give you a moment, um, to chat about NF daddies or, you know, what your the, the growth mindset Mecca, uh, anything that you're just working on or building um, that you're passionate about, because I I think it's so cool. Like you're you're obviously uh, putting a lot on your plate, but you're you're passionate about all these things. So I'd love for you to just chat a little bit about it. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so some some of the things that I'm super into, obviously, is NF Daddies. We are a, a, we're a web dev house in the Web three space, um, just trying to innovate and create a structure inside of our ecosystem that is super supportive. Um, we're five dads that got together and decided that the blockchain was where we were gonna make our why happen. And uh, that's that's been now over a year, so we survived that first year. And uh, we've, we've launched, I think, eight different projects for the community. Um, I think it's been, geez, oh man, how many metaverse events have we done? We've had so many parties. Um, early adopters with crypto voxels and doing wearables and Marcos if over time on stuff. Um, so we got G, we call him G, his name's Grant. He's over in the UK. He's a dev, uh, Hawk, Nunzi, Awo, and Marcos. Like wouldn't, wouldn't be the same without any of those guys. Uh, Castor has been a super big supporter of ours. Celia, big time, of course. Like I've just... Everybody that, that comes through NF Daddies, like it's it's been so much fun to get to know them and their journeys and and help them uh, through our workshops and educating and all that stuff. So um, we really pushed ourselves this year, especially with this last project that we launched uh, with the Nerd Collective. We we did a four stage mint and it was with a Merkle tree put in. And but again, we just went back to the list and we we figured out like just that stuff. So it was all good. But yeah, NF Daddies has been a godsend for me. Um, having those guys to bounce ideas off with every week uh, has been tremendous. We're we're creating new tools all the time. We got a loyalty app coming out this year. Um, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to be a beta tester, uh, we need some use cases for for this loyalty app. Um, we're kind of, it's a, I think it's going to be one of the more powerful tools that we've come out with so far. Um, so yeah, look for that in 23 and then the growth mindset Mecca shit, we got picked up by rug radio, uh, earlier this year. And so Schmooper and I have been killing that on Tuesday nights. So our Tuesday live crew, we roll through every, every Tuesday, 8 30 PM Eastern standard. Uh, we're talking growth mindset being any, anything and everything uh, inside the head. So goal setting, uh, shit that happens to us during work, how we handled emails, uh, how our processes, our guest processes from the podcast. Um, yeah. And then we're always taking new guests for the podcast too. So if you wanted to be on, 
uh, hit me up. I'll shoot you the Calendly invite, and uh, we can chop it up. That's awesome. I, I need to get on Farouk. He needs to tweet more about that show and get more people there because it's uh, it's amazing. You guys, uh, the what you guys are doing with the growth mindset mecca and like sharing stories and um, being able to be a voice for others is just amazing. You guys are killing it. I'm I'm uh, proud to call you a friend. Is uh, but also just very inspirational to me. Uh, there's a lot of things I've learned from you. I'm sure just as much as you've learned from me. So I really appreciate you. I do want to, um, we do have one, uh, guest on stage. So let's move over to, um, community corner, get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. All right. We've got chef DJ and NFT collector crypto kitty. You've been uh, requesting to come up for a little while. So I'm not sure if you have a question or just wanted to shout out, uh, Ron, but I'm really glad you came up. Go ahead. Yeah, no, thanks for having me up guys. Um, I do really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, it's basically, you bet you knew what I wanted to come up for. It was a shout out to Ron. Um, we have connected um, like through DMs and stuff. He, he was after my robot, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, uh, he wouldn't give it up. <laughs> no, I would. Hold on, hold on to that. If you, get, if you give Ron a bot, he just creates a, his bot army and we won't How ever get, we won't get the bots back. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, so honestly, I'm not calling you out, Ron. I just, yeah, I just wanted to say that's how we connected and stuff. And um, yeah, I just, um, I heard your story and like, congratulations to you man hats off like obviously it's probably not easy to do and like you know you can feel yourself that you may want to relapse but you just keep telling yourself and you know you stay strong and no i I really enjoyed listening to that and um yeah i appreciate what you said man yeah absolutely thanks for popping up here and then giving me that kind word man um you know honestly it has been uh a long journey to keep keep weight off and sometimes i feel like maybe uh maybe the ultra marathon running is is maybe the just as much the extreme the other way but uh it's a healthier way so i just keep it going (laughs) i've ran um, i've ran a marathon and and seeing uh what you've done is just insane to me because i know the amount of work that goes into just running one marathon let alone being an ultra marathoner and and running 80 miles uh it's insane i i can't imagine but it just goes to show like that's like the living proof of like putting putting the goal out there and put it you know what i remember the first marathon i ran because i was not someone that was in shape either i was trying to do it to get in shape and i think a lot of marathoners are event uh when you when you like get to know them it's like you've got to set those small goals like if you just are like oh i'm gonna go run a marathon it's like never gonna happen you've got to be like all right i gotta run this much today gotta make it happen uh it's hard and i can't imagine like i'm i definitely can't run a marathon now because it's one of those things like you said if you let it go it's like it's you gotta start all the way over yeah um, so that's it's, why you just gotta keep showing up yeah it's inspiring and, and doing it with a family too i can't even imagine that's gotta be so difficult but setting that time and having the support network um is is big so shout out to Alyssa for being that for you and give, making sure there's time for that um Thank you also, Crypto Kitty, for coming up. That's it's. I love when people can come up and just share or shout out someone. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite parts. Uh, we've done it before on the show. People come up and like they're like, I don't have a question. I just want to shout this person out, and I love that because it's um, Ron deserves a lot of flowers. He's always uh, he's doing amazing stuff in the space. So this uh, yeah, well, I, I um I didn't know. I, sorry, I didn't know Ron, and like all I knew about Ron is he wanted my robot. And, like, <laughs> hearing his story it like i just wanted to connect and just say what's up and like yeah did it soften you up do you want to get rid of it now no hell no shit there's no you want it it makes you want to hold it longer i know you want to so i roll up i roll up into crypto kitty's dms and says hey you want to sell your bot it's not even like listed nothing i didn't even say hello i was just i think i had it for one hour as well like i had it i just got it man like straight up yeah, I was coming after next. <laughs> there's there's certain uh because there's only 20 of each of the crypto tads. So some of those things is like if when the next bull market takes off and more people find the collective, some of those things are going to be very hard because there's certain people that are like 
like hodling and hoarding certain characters and they're i'm just i'm grateful i was able to get one of each of every one of them before that happened because there's a few others like uh doug is like hoarding the it's just going to be so difficult getting your hands on some of these characters if you really want them but uh but yeah but it's actually showed me how to collect again like i forgot about like like how deep the collecting thing goes and it's it's just been a lot of fun and that's something that i was i was sort of missing from this space was that fun piece and and nomos gave that to us again so uh shout out to him shout out to the ccc for for making it happen and yeah i've I've had a ton of fun with this thing i love it yeah and you i i think um nomos did such a great job of making so many unique characters too that's like there's there's a few others that are trying to get one of each. I mean, Fry Guy and then Eternal Flood are so close. They're, they've gotten, I think they only have a handful left. But just like when you see in the Discord, it's like the sales bot going off. It's like three or four collectors that are just hoarding them. And I was talking to someone because the, the collection's so small. If you collect one of each, uh, you take like four or five percent of the supply off the the market. So it's like when you have like four or five people do that or try to collect like one of each, it's just going to become very difficult to like get certain characters, especially when you have people like you or Doug over here just like hoarding one of the characters for yourself. But it is it's a lot of fun because you like get to connect with people trying to meet, uh, and that's a great part of the CCC is is just like continuing to get to meet people and now we've got great art on top of that so it's it's been fun um all right i want to give a huge shout out one more time of gratitude to ron for coming on the show and chatting about his journey in web3 um it's been so much fun and i've learned a lot uh and not surprised at all so i wanted you to be on the show and just for other carls to get to hear your story So, the Crazy About Crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I I do want to shout out the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. All guests during Season 2 of the show are Crazy Carls, including uh, Ron. So, if you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow and watch us, then one day join us. Thank you so much for tuning in today and continuing to learn about the innovation that web3 unlocks for us all as always we'll see you in the metaverse this has been another production of guttercat studios all conversations with crazy carl are for educational purposes only you should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really especially financial advisors take control of your own financial future and do your own research always that's all for now until next time we'll see you in the metaverse